Monday, September 11th, and welcome to the Damon Bruce Show here on the Plus. We have a good one for you today. We just had a phenomenal show, if you don't mind me saying. Larry Kruger and I just did uh, about two and a half hours together, or somewhere around there. It is the 49ers Wake Up. Larry and I are going to be doing a joint show the day after every single 49ers game all season long, and uh, we think it's going to be absolutely mandatory listening for 49ers fans. It was great to do it with Larry, brought to you by Palmetto Superfoods, and yes, healthy eating has been opened up as an avenue for Damon Bruce in a way that I never thought was imaginable. It was delicious. The acai bowl at Palmetto Superfoods was fantastic. We'll, of course, tell you about sandwiches and whiskey and cheeseburgers and all that good stuff a little bit later on. But you want to eat a little healthy every now and then. Uh, just want to go ahead and take any sip of the day action off the board because there we go. There is no sip of the day left. It has already been sipped. It is gone. So I, I had a choice. Start today's show on time here on the Plus or... Or start late and make myself another fresh pot of coffee. I decided to get right to it with you and boys and girls. Maximum! <laughs> yeah, maximum football was achieved by the 49ers yesterday. That was an outstanding performance. A lopsided win over the Steelers, who were never in the game. And I want to go over some of these numbers. Uh, again, the 49ers defense didn't even have to break a sweat early in the game. You can't really work up a lather playing just three downs of football. And there were five three and outs to begin that afternoon from the Steelers offense. Steelers' first five drives. We're talking about 15 plays for a combined negative nine yards of offense. 49ers were up 20 to nothing before Steelers even realized that they were uh, playing in a football game that had been scheduled. And really, you know, Shanahan teams are great front runners. You give Kyle a lead to sit on. He is going to conduct business accordingly. I know that this sometimes leads 49ers fans to say that should have been more lopsided. He took the foot off the gas pedal. Look, you just bring this puppy in and you win. You had a good day. That was a great day of football for the 49ers yesterday. They were in control of a game, the entirety of the game. One of the biggest plays of the afternoon for the Steelers was a personal foul on Diamador Lenore. Had Lenore not made that penalty in the final Steelers drive of the first half, I don't know if the Steelers scored a touchdown yesterday. Diamador Lenore helped the Steelers into the end zone as much as any Pittsburgh Steeler did with that personal foul. Um, it, was a, it, it was just a great day for the 49ers. Whenever you hand Mike Tomlin his most lopsided home loss in his entire career, you had yourself a very good day. So it was just an awesome day for the 49ers. Their defense, and this is what's so impressive. This speaks to the level of talent that they have on that side of the ball. This defense is now on its third coordinator in Steve Wilkes, after D'Amico Ryans, after Robert Sala, two guys who became head coaches based on what they did while they were coaching this 49ers defense. And even though they're on a third defensive coordinator, this defense doesn't miss a beat. It doesn't miss a beat. It's like Buddy Ryan has been coaching this defense for the last 10 years, and all of his concepts have been baked into all of these players who've been together, and there's not a lot of player turnover, and there's no such thing as free agency, and everybody has been on the same page together, same coordinator for about eight seasons now, and that's how you normally get a defense that looks like this week in, week out. There are way too many moving parts to find consistency in professional football often. Consistency is one of the hardest things to find in professional sports. There's so much player movement and coach movement and front offices hitting the reset button after every four or five years where they are like, well, this isn't working. We're just going to blow it all up and start over again. Consistency is hard to find. Consistency in execution 
into a third coach is really hard to find with so many different players and moving parts. And that is a real feather in the cap of the 49ers as a franchise and as an organization. They were fantastic yesterday. And that defense doesn't look like it skipped a beat from last year when they allowed the fewest points in the entire NFL. And we saw that 30 win number, the 30 point threshold overcome once again. Christian McCaffrey with that 65 yard touchdown run was basically the end of hope for every Steeler fan who bought a ticket to yesterday's game. You know, there you are. It's 20 to seven now at halftime. Yeah, the Niners are getting the ball, but they stall. You go ahead. You get a you get the ball back, Pittsburgh. You can make this game twenty to fourteen with an early touchdown here. Nope. Second play of the second half, Christian McCaffrey, boom, just absolutely murders the game with a sixty-five yard touchdown run where he had downfield blocking pornography happening from two wide receivers. Brandon Ayuk and Ray Ray McLeod were incredible on that play. Play of the day based on that downfield blocking from both of those wide receivers. And if you want to play for Kyle Shanahan, you better block like you're a freaking tackle when the running game is popping. Because blocking wide receivers is the difference between a good running play and an explosive running play. The Niners got explosive running plays from Christian McCaffrey because of downfield blocking by wide receivers. It is all in. It is a full-on buy-in from everyone wearing a white jersey yesterday. So that was a really, really good afternoon for McCaffrey, a really good afternoon for a defense that got to a quarterback five times, three of those times by Drake Jackson. Hello, Mr. Jackson. Hello, Mr. Jackson. Drake Jackson doesn't even need to bend over to tie his shoes. His arms are so long. He's like a pterodactyl out there. Incredible reach, incredible length, great bend, and he played a game that he will be chasing the rest of his sophomore year here. Go ahead and get another three-sack game, kid. I dare you. And if that is the kind of complimentary play the Niners can expect from the other defensive end playing opposite of Nick Bosa. Look out, you know, just look out with Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave in the middle. Look out. Very impressive. Cleveland Farrell played well yesterday. Javon Kinlaw had a good game yesterday. And what do you know? Brock Purdy had himself a hell of a game yesterday and is now, you know, off to nothing short of a historic start in his career, right out of the 49ers game notes. With the 49ers winning two touchdown passes on the day, Purdy became the first quarterback in NFL history to win his first six career regular season starts and throw at least two touchdown passes in each of those starts. His passer rating of now 95 or higher in each of his first six career regular season wins is the best in NFL history. I'm not saying Brock Purdy's the best quarterback in NFL history, but the start that he is under the start that he's having in Kyle Shanahan's offense is nothing short of historically, statistically significant that to walk away trying to base your entire career under the guise of this should have been Trey Lance's job and the 49ers don't know what they're doing, no. The only don't know what they're doing in the room are the people trying to sell you that the Niners don't know what they're doing. They just mollywopped a team and have the most amount of cap space in the NFL. They know what they're doing. The expectations are through the roof for this year's 49ers team. And yesterday was an example of why those expectations are properly placed. But not even the number one Niners optimist out there could have expected a game like yesterday turned out. It was exemplary. An absolutely exemplary football game. Again, the worst home loss for Pittsburgh under Mike Tomlin. He had never suffered a 23-point defeat at home. So there you go. It was a great day. Uh, one of the things that Larry and I talked about were concerns coming into the game. One did rear its head, the other not at all. Let's start work positive with the not at all. Jake Moody, welcome to the team, kid. Every single field goal, three for three, 
striped them right down the middle. The point after touchdown, flawless all afternoon. After a little preseason inkling of concern, no concern at all for the 49ers special teams game all around. Mitch Wisnowski had a hell had a hell of a game. Uh, he was coughing, cornering, and deadening some punts just all over the place. He was fantastic. So it was a really, really good day for the 49ers. It's been a really good day for the Plus. We are growing this channel. Larry and I will be combining our channels for that Monday morning show. Today we couldn't stream over here, but we will be able to do that starting next week. Uh, we're learning the technology again. We, we're, we, we might know enough to be dangerous. And now that uh, we're over here on the Plus, let me thank my sponsors. Again, we, 49ers Wake Up, Damon and Larry, brought to you by Palmetto Superfoods. Try the acai bowl. I really mean it. Nope. I never thought I'd be saying that out loud because what I normally tell you is eat delicious sandwiches from Ike's. I don't know how much of Ike's falls under the category of health food, but boy, there are healthy options there as well. Or you can just go full on, yeah, extra Godfather sauce, double the meat, extra cheese. And that's why I love Ike's. He's not afraid to serve you something delicious at 100 different locations nearly throughout all of the West Coast in California with more coming, it seems, by the week, by the month. Ike's is fantastic. Go ahead and download that app and make sure you're signed up for Sandwich, sandwich Rewards. Earn free sandwiches while you're eating sandwiches. We want to thank our friends at Blackened Delicious Whiskey. Absolutely delicious whiskey. If you're a 49er fan, you wanted to have a little celebratory sip, make sure you're teetotaling a little Blackened Whiskey. Whether it be in a cocktail, straight, neat, on the rocks, you're going to be happy that you did it. Uh, you want to be happy by cashing winners, and that's what my man Stefan is doing at BottomLineBets.com. He is serving up winners to go right hand-in-hand hand with the football season that is now here. You want college winners. You want NFL winners. You want player props. You want first-half over-unders. He's an also, he's a whiz on baseball, and baseball season's still underway. Uh, my man Stefan has got the handicapping advice that you need. Bottom line bets, bottom line is my man Stefan wins. And if you sign up for daily, weekly, monthly, yearly subscriptions, you're going to find yourself winning more often than not when you lay down to play the bets that you make. Now, where do you lay those bets down? Let me tell you about my friends at mybookie.ag. Use promo code DAMON when you sign up. We have taken care of all your vices here. That's why it's nice to offer a little healthy eating over there. Uh, but we have everything you need. MyBookie.ag, a place to make those bets. It's offshore. It is reputable. Go ahead and make sure your credit card is approved for international transactions. And then sign up for MyBookie.ag using promo code DAMON. You'll get 50% deposit match up to $1,000 and you'll get a $10 casino chip because it's not just sports gambling. It's an entire casino. You can play blackjack. You can play baccarat. You can play uh, you can, you, you play roulette. You can play slots. You can do it all over at mybookie.ag. Check it out. And again, use promo code Damon. So the good news that everyone was kind of worried about going into that Steelers game is Jake Moody look the part of a guy who can kick for the 49ers all season long. The other major concern was what is this offensive line going to do against TJ Watt? TJ Watt also had a three sack afternoon and they came right over Colton McKivitz, who is without a doubt the guy that is being, you know, he's the 49er who had the worst game on a day where there wasn't a lot to complain about. I'm going to sound like a smarter and more informed football fan by complaining about Colton McKivitz. McKivitz actually didn't have that bad of a game yesterday. Yes, he gave up three sacks to TJ Watt. The good news is, is TJ Watt is like on the Mount Olympus of really good at what he does in this league. So it's not like Colton McKivitz is out there getting beat by Joe Schmo. TJ Watts, a very special player. Uh, I also thought that the big disconnect for Colton McKivitz afternoon happened between his head coach 
and Colton McKivitz more than it happened between Colton McKivitz and T.J. Watt. I'm surprised that Kyle Shanahan wasn't picking up what 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 T.J. Watt was putting down, which was singularly beating Colton McKivitz, which means you don't leave Colton McKivitz on one with T.J. Watt. There aren't a lot of teams that should lead their right tackle one-on-one with T.J. Watt. You're going to look for a fullback, a running back, throw a chip block over there, double-team that guy in some way, shape, or form, and McKivitz being left out on an island like so many offensive linemen will get exposed by T.J. Watt. Colton McKivitz was better than he played yesterday and had his coach given him a little bit more help. I don't think he's given up a three-sack game. So even the worst element of yesterday's performances from an individual standpoint is easy to identify. I think it's correctable. I really do. I didn't think the Colton McKivitz had a bad day He just had the worst day of anyone who was collectively out there playing a great football game. The 49ers were great yesterday. Everything that you wanted to see out of them to quell any preseason concerns, you basically saw it out of them. It was a really good day, a really good day for the 49ers. We're off to a really good day here on the Plus. Thank you so much for stopping on by. We had a great post-game show yesterday. I had more people in the room than I've ever had for a live broadcast. We've got over 100 in here right now. This number continues to grow. Uh, I, I guarantee you, just because of the nature of sports fans, and I know I've been talking to sports fans here in the Bay Area for the better part of 20 years, that had the 49ers lost 30 to 7 yesterday, we would probably have 500 people in here right now. But with a win, everyone says, all right, nothing to complain about. Well, if we're not complaining about sports, I don't even know how to talk about sports. So I'm out. Luckily, I know how to talk about sports when things are going well, and things went very, very well for the 49ers yesterday. Don't gulp the propaganda that you get served by so many. Stick around for the truth. And that's what Larry and I are serving up. On the 49ers Wake Up, that's all we do here over on the Plus, and it's wonderful to see so many names join me over on Larry's channel and then come right over here to all hang out together. Uh, True Blue Forever understands why I ran out of coffee. He said, Damon's been sipping all morning. I have. I've been sipping all morning. Uh, This is UC Steve saying, Damon, I missed the 830 show. Why Damon making us choose between him or the morning roast? I'm going to tell you right now, that ain't a choice. Welcome. It's good to have you here. I like those guys. They ain't this. They ain't Damon Bruce and Larry Kruger. So you come over here. Um, If I were, let's face it. How about this? Uh, I've already gotten the numbers. Larry and I had more people watching our show than the Morning Roast and Murph and Mac had combined on YouTube. There you go. (laughs) What more do you need to know than that? Two sports talk radio stations in town. One of them fired Damon Bruce. The other fired Larry Kruger. And here are Damon Bruce and Larry Kruger over on YouTube doing independent uh, broadcasting and getting a bigger audience than both sports talk radio stations combined. I like that. That made me feel good. Johnny Dunn saying, Damon, still the best voice in sports radio without even being on the radio. It's not close. Good morning from San Jose. As Bill Walsh said, we are here to punch some teams in the mouth. Johnny, thank you very much. I really appreciate those compliments. Um, And yeah, the 49ers did something rarely seen. When's the last time you see, oh, sure, Pittsburgh loses games. But they don't normally get their asses kicked. Like yesterday, Pittsburgh's offense looked incompetent. Yesterday, Pittsburgh's offensive line got its ass kicked. The Steelers took one right on the chin, and that is a franchise that doesn't get knocked out very often. They got clocked by the 49ers yesterday. Michelle Haberman. Good to see you, Michelle. Happy Monday, Plus Army. What a fucking phenomenal beatdown yesterday to kick off what is going to be a fun season of 49er football. Uh, This should be a great season.
of 49ers football and uh rock and new era 84 double dose of damon great way to start the week well thank you very much i'm glad you feel that way i certainly feel that way larry feels that way and believe me by the end of this nfl season there's gonna be a lot of people feeling that way uh you look at what happened yesterday just a great start and what is really cool is that you know we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves over here but you always want to, I think, look at an NFL season in, in terms of chunks of four games at a time. So much can change in a four-game span to try to really measure out a week one result and what that might mean to week 10. Like, that's way too far down the road. But any time you're looking at a season, you, you break it down into four-game stretches, like 4-0 is absolutely clearer than ever for the 49ers. The 49ers go to Los Angeles to take on the Rams next weekend at Candlestick South, which is a great name for SoFi Stadium because that place has got more red in it than someone who's been smoking weed all day has red in their eyes. Uh, that is a 49ers home stadium in Los Angeles, and I would be surprised to see anything other than a full-on takeover of the Rams home. Look at it this way. Taking over the Rams home opener should be nothing. I just saw you take over the Rams hosting the NFC title game. So the home opener should be nothing for 49ers fans. And the path to four and O is clearer than ever, because even though the Rams got a, a, a surprising result where they steamrolled yesterday, Seattle up in Seattle, I don't think the Rams are that good. And um, they're not going to be that good against this defense. Even though McVay can coach, he does not have the winning formula against Kyle Shanahan more often than not. Yes, we all know what happened in the NFC title game. But in the regular season, there's some serious Shanahan ownage on McVay. So you handle your business against the Rams. The week after, you got a short prep week for a Thursday night game against the New York Giants, who were just beaten 40 to nothing by the Cowboys at home last night. Again, the Giants aren't that bad. The Cowboys aren't that good. The truth is somewhere in the middle. But I like the 49ers in their home opener uh, against the New York Giants before the year even started, and I like it even more now than after that. It's Arizona. And look, Arizona is the kind of team, no matter how bad they are, they always have a little something for the 49ers, but the, the Arizona Cardinals aren't even trying to win this year, to be completely honest with you. And um, and the path to 4-0 and is out there. Teams since 1990 who have started 4 and 0 go to the playoffs 84% of the time considering this season for the 49ers doesn't even begin until the NFC title game that's an important box to just tick off along the way to your ultimate season goals which are nothing short of winning a Super Bowl this year and the Niners serve notice Tim Kawakami wrote a really good article about the Niners saying it's real simple. You can't win a Super Bowl in week one of the regular season, but you sure can get everybody's attention. You can make the NFL ground shake. You can stake your claim loud and proud right at the start of things. And the Niners indeed did that. They were a bully in the city of Pittsburgh. I wouldn't be surprised to find out that the 49ers ate all the Permani Brothers sandwiches, bought every single can of Iron City, and took everything Pittsburgh loved home with them. That's how much they just went and kicked the city of Pittsburgh's ass. So a really good start to the year for a team that offered, you know, nooks and crannies and anxiety with the whole Trey Lance run up and then the Bosa holdout. And as I told you time and time and time again, while other people were serving you propaganda soup, I believe I was well positioned in the uh, football practice doesn't matter half as much as some people are trying to sell it to you as and joint practices don't matter and preseason results don't matter and nothing matters until you kick off week one and then everything matters. 49ers are off to a really good start in the everything matters season. And that's what matters most. So it is really good to see you. We got a good morning from Irwin. We got a hey, everyone, from RIP Cougar Rebel. The Shaw, who I saw over on 49ers Wake Up. I see you over here. Drake the Snake Jackson. What a stud. Three sacks. Dude, he's got python arms. 
Python arms. Guy is long. And again, for those of you still debating, um, sip of the day, there is no sip of the day. The sip of the day is off the board. All bets are action. We're pulling this one off the board. I don't care how much you love the 49ers. You couldn't have expected that, right? Do you think they're going to start the year by handing Mike Tomlin the worst home loss in his entire career? No, I didn't think that was in the mix. I really didn't. But it was. It was a great day. A great day for the San Francisco 49ers. And what really makes it a great day is they come back today to check out the butcher's bill. All right, what did that win cost us? Who did that win cost us? Who got hurt? Who is unavailable going into week two? As I see it, the answer is no one. No one will be unavailable in week two that was available in week one. No major injuries, no collateral damage, and that is the best type of football game you can have. I mean, I'll tell you right now, the choice between you win in Pittsburgh or losing in Pittsburgh, but you also, you know, winning in Pittsburgh with Christian McCaffrey getting hurt or losing in Pittsburgh with a healthy Christian McCaffrey, I would have chosen that every single day of the week. Week run, week one results are something that we love to overreact to. Don't overreact that much because anything can change on an injury dime in this league. Getting out of a getting out of any game with a win and healthy is just the single best way to go about business in the NFL. It's hard to do that. A win and no one got hurt. That's all you can ask for. we weren't great on a passing down or I didn't like the way that our running game popped or I have a complaint about this player or that player. Dude, when you win and you don't get hurt, that is a great day in the NFL. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Some of the biggest stories to prove that uh, overreacting to week one, calming yourself down a little bit in week one, it's, it's always a good thing to do. And so Niners fans, again, the expectations are, Go and win a Super Bowl. The nicest thing about yesterday is there wasn't a data point returned to suggest that that is a pipe dream. The Niners looked like world beaters and contenders yesterday. That's a really, really nice start. You know who I think is going to be a world beater and a contender before it's all said and done? The Cincinnati Bengals. And yesterday, Joe Burrow had the worst game of his professional life. He threw 31 times for 82 yards, and the Bengals scored three points, falling flat as a pancake in Cleveland. Like, the Bengals were awful yesterday. I don't think the Bengals are about to have an awful football season. The New York Giants were awful. I don't think the Giants are going to be awful this year. And I also don't think the Cowboys are going 17-0 with nothing but shutouts and 40-point afternoons in front of us. But sometimes everything works on a football field or nothing works on a football field. No matter the best intentions that your coach, your players all had going into it, things just unravel quickly. And that's what happened to Pittsburgh yesterday. Again, Pittsburgh had punted five times before they gained a yard of offense and were down 20 to nothing before they even caught anything that suggested rhythm. Let my inspiration flow in token rhymes suggesting rhythm. Terrapin Station, everyone, look it up. A little Grateful Dead for you. So Joe Burrow was bad, but I don't think the Bengals are. The Cowboys were good, but I don't think they're that good. The Giants were awful, but I don't think they're that bad. How about Jimmy Garoppolo winning his Raiders debut? Derek Carr, he won his Saints debut. Both quarterbacks pick up one-point wins with their new teams, showing you all the things that they're good at and not good at all at the same time. Yesterday was the full Jimmy Garoppolo experience. He had a good afternoon, not a great afternoon, but it was good enough to win. And again, part of that full Jimmy Garoppolo experience is after a day of middling performance, your team won. So Raiders are already in full Jimmy. 200 yards, two touchdowns, an interception, and a one-point win. Derek Carr threw for over 300 yards, a touchdown, and an interception, and a one-point win. The most 
surprising result from week one was the Rams winning 30-13 to up in Seattle. And look, Sean McVay is out there putting up big numbers with players that unless you went through a fantasy draft, you probably never even heard of these guys. Like, these are actual NFL players. Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, Kyron Williams. All three of those guys had really good days for Sean McVay, who ran 32 more plays than Pete Carroll and doubled up his time of possession. Seahawks got their ass kicked at home by a team that is without expectations and on paper might be one of the worst teams in football. Not yesterday. Sean McVay got an awful lot out of a young team. I don't think he's going to be able to repeat that performance against the Niners. And that was maybe my favorite postgame quote from Kenny Pickett yesterday, Steelers quarterback, when he was asked, you know, hey, you guys really like as, as, a, as a preseason offensive unit went through some defenses like a hot knife through butter. And he basically said, yeah, well, the 49ers are a lot better than some of the teams we played in the preseason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. And they showed that yesterday. Uh, the Chicago Bears, I'd like to congratulate those sons of bitches for officially becoming the new Chicago Cubs. Like, seriously, Chicago Bears, fuck you guys. <laughs> I keep on saying I'm not a fan anymore, but then afternoons like that just piss me off. Jordan Love, next Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, maybe when he only plays the Bears. Uh, the Dolphins had the most dramatic win of the entire weekend. Um, really exciting game where Tua threw for 466 yards and three touchdowns. He was fantastic. Uh, Austin Eckler was really good, but Justin Herbert was only kind of good. And even though the Chargers ran for 234 yards at home, they lose. So, you know, this sport ain't fair. This sport ain't fair. And if you ask me what team comes out of week one, like, okay, so your season might hang in the balance just a little bit already as quickly as we get to week two. Dude, um, the Minnesota Vikings are in the biggest red alert I think you're going to find in the NFL after losing what has to be one of the on-paper easiest games of the year, your home opener to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They now, after being the better team in that game, but having too many turnovers, they had 100 more yards than the Vikings did, but too many turnovers, and they gift-wrapped the winning Buccaneers field goal for Tampa Bay. Um, the Minnesota Vikings are 0-1 and heading to Philadelphia on a short week. If that's not 0-2 red alert, I, I don't know what is in this league. So look, we got a lot of people who want to get into uh, get into the fact that that uh, we, we, we got chatters happening. My chat is exploding on me. I feel like we need to get into Club Plus, but then we're going to miss a lot of the good chat. So you know what? Club Plus canceled today. Whole show, Damon Bruce show. We will be doing a Club Plus VIP party just to let you feel good about it. You know what I'm going to do? I'll put on the disco light right now. As I get into this chat, RIP Cougar Rebel saying, dude, Kenny Pickett sucks. I don't see why Pittsburgh believes in him. I knew he wouldn't be able to hang with the Niners. Look, I don't think he's that bad. If you go ahead and you look at the preseason performances that he had, he was really good. I don't think Kenny Pickett is bad. I thought Matt Canada, his offensive coordinator, had an awful day. Pickett wasn't very good. There will be a lot of teams whose quarterbacks don't look very good against the 49ers defense. It's what they do. They're invented to make quarterbacks have long days. Drake Jackson was like Charles Jefferson in Fast Times. <laughs> I can fix it, dude. I can fix your brother's car. J.W. Drake Saxon. Well done. Well done. Uh, we got Sporticus saying, you know, receivers blocking downfield should be the norm, not the exception. Yeah, you're right, Sporticus, but we also know that half these guys are fucking divas and don't want to get too physical 
And that's why it's hard to be a 49ers wide receiver because Kyle Shanahan is going to ask you to never take a playoff, run every single route like you're a primary receiver, and on every single running play, that doesn't mean you got the playoff. It means you're out there blocking like your name is Trent Williams. Dude, Brandon Ayuk straight up depleted a dude wearing a Steelers uniform on the Drake or uh, on the uh, Christian McCaffrey 65-yard touchdown run. He was awesome. He was awesome. Damon, what's unhealthy about a sandwich? Well, when you load it up with cheese and, you know, all the sauces and the bread, and things can get on. Look at it this way. Anything in moderation is not unhealthy. I can promise you, if you ate Ike's three times a day, seven days a week, you'd probably gain a pound or two at the end of the week. If you ate an Asahi bowl three times a day, and that's all you ate, at the end of the week, I don't think you had a very I'm hungry week. These things were very satisfying, and you might have even lost weight. So look at me selling something healthy. It's a nice balancing out the sandwiches, the whiskey, the cheeseburgers, and the gambling. From Tiger Tank 06, Damon, you could talk a little bit about the Cal game on Saturday. What happened? What happened is Cal football happened. Cal football is always waiting there to kick you in the dick. I know this because I went to Indiana. And Indiana football's specialty is kicking all hopeful alumni right in the dick as hard as they can in any game that even feels like it's a big game. You will never find happiness on a football field in Berkeley. Temporary happiness is all they seem to offer. By the way, it is kind of gross that uh, the Pac-12 is just having like a great start to the year and it can't be celebrated at all. (laughs) How are you going to be excited about what the Pac-12 conference is doing this year when the entire conference has already committed Harry Carey, for goodness sakes? Hari Kari, whatever it is. When the, uh, The sumo... Uh, slits their own belly open. That's the Pac-12. Thomas B. says, I'm emotionally detached from the Giants at this point. I'm guessing you mean San Francisco Giants. By the way, while no one was paying attention, the San Francisco Giants have won three in a row. Sure, it was against the Colorado Rockies, but, you know, you can only play who you're playing. So congratulations. They've won three in a row. They're now three games over 500. They're a game and a half out of the wild card, and I need a flip back for Monday Night Football tonight. So, sure. Get up off the deck and throw another punch before the year's over, San Francisco Giants. I fucking dare you. Uh, John Doe, 8842, says, Lenore's foolish penalty probably cost them a shutout, but that's the only blemish. I I mean, I I pretty much agree with you. I really do. John Doe, um, the blemishes in the game are nitpicking. What was a ticky-tack foul, honestly? I thought Lenore's foolish penalty could have not been called on him, but okay. Uh, It was, and it was one of the bigger chunk plays of the entire first half, certainly, for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. And he, in that moment, probably helped the Steelers put some points on the board right before halftime, which created the illusion of there might be a football game here. And then the Niners quickly extinguished that illusion. Um, The only other thing that I think went wrong was Kyle leaving Colton McKivitz out on an island to get beaten up by T.J. Watt a little bit. And the fact that he didn't have players coming out of that game earlier in the game. Like, what are you doing? Christian McCaffrey doesn't need a single fourth quarter touch. Why is he even out there? Get Jordan Mason. Get get Elijah Mitchell some touches. You know, you use backups when you don't need your starters anymore. And you don't need your starters anymore was a huge highlight of that game. I would have even gotten Sam Darnold out there a little bit. So, um. You know, but that's really nitpicking Kyle. I'm sure Kyle is going to tell you, well, what I want is for these guys to develop their football calluses because we got a long season in front of us. 
Again, you can't develop a, a callus all in one day. When T.J. Watt orders lunch, he always orders the right tackle in every city from Sportacus. Yeah, dude, T.J. Watt is going to have a monster year. He could have 18, 20 sacks this season. I think when Nick Bosa plays himself into football shape, he can flirt with that number too. And if Drake Jackson, again, if Drake Jackson has half of that game, more often than not throughout the football season, this 49ers defensive line is going to be the talk of the NFL. Post Gaiman, Damon, like it was lit yesterday. Had Damon on in the red zone. UC Steve, thank you very, very much. Hit that like button. Irwin, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Hit that like button, everyone. I hate saying that out loud, but please hit the like button. The algorithm likes that. Um, got nearly 150 people in here again. As we're growing this channel, that's a really nice number. Humble compared to the thousand that Larry and I just had for 49ers wake up. But thank you for being a part of the plus. It means so much. My man, Jack. Giants scored more runs yesterday than the New York Giants. Yeah, San Francisco Giants put up more points, runs, whatever, than the New York Giants did. Sportacus is saying straight up, I'm a Steelers fan and I'm here. Hashtag own it. Thank you. Thank you, Sportacus. You don't become Sportacus by retreating. But your team got served up a, a good old knockout punch yesterday by the San Francisco 49ers. Bamboo Soldier. This is the big leagues over here. Are we missing Mike in San Bruno today? I saw so Mike was in post game a little bit yesterday. He might be taking Monday off. If I were a Steelers fan, I'd be taking Monday off too a little bit. <laughs> uh Wally Lama says, we get Damon Bruce with no cars for kids either. You'll take that. Thank you, Wally. I appreciate it. I haven't seen you before. I haven't seen that avatar before. Wally, I hope you're subscribed. That's good. Uh, Roddy Richards watching on Twitch. Thank you, Roddy, saying, hey, you know what? Damon and Larry teaming up like King Kong and Godzilla joining forces. Well, thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. I know Larry does too. We got an awful lot of experience. We've done this once or twice, for goodness sakes. So, you know, I, I think an awful lot of the offseason coverage was proving what happens when you get somebody who's brand new at this and excited and looking at the NFL for the first time and they don't really understand what they see. Experience matters, folks. You know, I'm not trying to take anything away from any content creator out there. You go, I hope everyone's successful. But you should be choosing your content creators carefully because they come in two flavors, not bullshit and total bullshit. I've noticed that. No, you're a towel. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from, True Blue Forever. But thank you very, very much. Candlestick South, Damon, full-on ass whooping coming. Let's see. Let's see. Damon, Levi's South is also our home. No, 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 no. SoFi's... It's so much better than Levi's. Just call it Candlestick South. I want to bring Candlestick back. I'd rather play in the dump that is Candlestick than whatever the hell Levi's Stadium is. But I, I want to put that down. It doesn't matter anymore. Just go, just go win football games. That's what we're talking about now. That's off-season bullshit. Gary. Gary Moore asked the question. Gary, welcome. Good to see you. Hit subscribe. Hit notify. What team has the most talented, most accomplished, and best quarterback in the NFC West? Weiner fans have regular season only to brag about, but the blue and yellow got fucking hardware that counts. Okay, yeah, look, you won a Super Bowl. No one can take that away from you. Sam Bradford was a great decision that the, 40, or the, that the Rams made, and they won the NFC title game, and... No, first of all, no one's here is trying to take anything away from the Rams. But I do think the Rams lose their home opener to the 49ers. And if you're playing seasons that used to happen, not the one that you're in, that's how you get in trouble. So uh, how about this? Gary Moore, 
I'll bet you right now the 49ers have a better record than the Rams, and I guarantee you with all your we won a Lombardi Trophy bluster, you ain't even taking that bet. A smart football fan would not bet the Rams have a better year this year than the 49ers, even though they had a nice win yesterday. And look, McVay can coach. He can coach. But they're not as good as the Niners. We have uh, Digital Drew. Digital Drew. I'll tell you what, Digital Drew, if you're the same Digital Drew that came over from the Krug show, it's I'm, I'm thrilled that you followed me over here. Thank you very much. Please subscribe, like, notify, all that shit. Every single worry talking head was answered yesterday. The Niners served a giant bowl of shut-up soup yesterday. I mean, they were favored, right? You know, I mean, they they were, but no, nobody thought it was going to look like that. And, you know, the biggest problems were right side of an offensive line, which is still a, a matter to be worked on. And then there is the kicking game that totally got answered yesterday. Kathy saying, I appreciate you telling the A's social media to shut up about their Bay Area Unite stuff. That's the thing. How many teams are you going to root for, Oakland A's, you putzes? Like, the Oakland A's love the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. They love the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They're probably rooting for four other, five other teams and their 49er fans. No, fuck you. You don't get to talk Bay Area sports anymore. Shut up. Otis Berg, you're right, man. Thank God, no injuries yesterday. None. It was a good day. It was a really, really good day. All right, what else we got going on here on the chat? Let me scroll down, scroll down. We got VIP Patel saying, Damon, that corner touchdown throw to Ayuk, the toe touch is something I haven't seen as a 49er fan in 10 years. What a throw by Purdy. Holy accuracy, Batman. And here's the deal. Everybody's trying to dunk on Pat Pete today. You know, Patrick Peterson, he got served up a little humble pie. He got juked by Ayuk, not just once, but twice. Dude, Patrick Peterson was right here in Brandon Ayuk's face. That was perfect coverage by Patrick Peterson. Ayuk just made a hell of a play after Purdy made a hell of a throw. But Patrick Peterson doesn't have anything to be embarrassed about on that incredible touchdown. He, his coverage was right here. You know, what, what more do you want to do than cover a guy right here? Otis Bird saying, seriously, man, who were those guys on the Rams yesterday? Dude, unless you're like an NFL aficionado or a fantasy Dorcas Malorcas, half the country has never heard those names before. I'm not going to be pretending to be familiar with him. I mean, I've heard of Kyron Williams because he played for Notre Dame, and I watch Notre Dame games just because they're on my TV. But, yeah, Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell. What's interesting about the Rams is that they did that yesterday without Cooper Cup. <coughs> Pardon me. Wrong week to have a little tickle in the back of the throat. Devontae Adams, he didn't sign up just to be a slot receiver with Jimmy G. Yeah, I noticed Devontae Adams didn't seem like he was having a lot of fun, but you know what? Raiders, they're in first place, the only team in the AFC with a win. So Devontae Adams can take his pity party and his pouting face and just shut up. Team one. <coughs> Again, now that I'm out of something to sip on, of course, I'm having a little coughing attack. Vince Vargas saying, Damon, Nakua sounds like he belongs in the Asahi Bowl. Asahi Bowl. Uh, yeah. I mean, he sounds delicious, doesn't he? Mike one, Mike. Thank you, Mike one, Mike. I feel so bad for Bears fans. Bears fans. It's embarrassing. It is. 
It is. They just... Dude, the Green Bay Packers own the Bears more than the McCaskey family does at this point. And that's a, that's a tough thing to say out loud, but it's the truth. Mike also coming in. Vikings embarrassing loss to Baker Mayfield, who only barely won the starting job. Yeah, I mean, who had the Vikings losing at home in what had to be, on paper, one of the easiest games on their schedule. Here come the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are expected to do nothing other than have a top-five pick in the draft next year. And they won. Again, don't turn the ball over. Michelle saying, we are skipping straight to the VIP lounge. Let me tell you what I got. One, two. I got a three-song just whooped your ass set list to go on AMP. Go over to the AMP app. We are broadcasting, simulcasting over on AMP as well. And I'm going to go ahead and play some songs and maybe even take a call or two. We'll see. Although I have been doing this since 830 in the morning because uh, I got up early for our first 49ers wake up with Larry Kruger, which will be simulcast on both of our channels once I got the technology to do that on my end. But um, this is going to be a really fun football season. And the morning after Every single 49er game, Larry and I will be at it at 8 a.m. I'll probably go, we'll probably go from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. We'll do a three hour show and then I'll hop over here and do another hour just hanging out on the plus with you because this is where we spread the gospel of Maximum! There you go. We got Tyon Torrance. Maximum football is now. Dirty Rice 80 says Kyle fired after this season if he doesn't win a Super Bowl. Absolutely not. Like, stop getting your information from people who don't know what the fuck it is they're looking at as they evaluate the franchise they claim to cover. Kyle is not even on a lukewarm, been sitting in the sun for too long plastic seat. Kyle is safe. Okay? The pressure to win a Super Bowl is huge. Huge, huge, but no one's putting more pressure on Kyle to win it than himself. He wants to follow his daddy's footsteps and be a Super Bowl champion as a head coach worse than anything in the world. He's got a hell of a football team, but something can go wrong. Something always does. There's no such thing as guaranteed to win a Super Bowl. You can only put together the best group you can, get them coached up as best as you can, and here's what Kyle does. Kyle runs dudes wide open offensively, and he's got a defense that is no joke every single time you look up. doesn't matter who the coordinator is. They are loaded to bear every single time you look at them. Kyle's got a great team. He runs a great organization. He's got the most road wins in the NFC since 2019. This team is unquestionably successful. And if all you understand is, only the team with the Lombardi trophy was successful. You don't know anything. You don't know anything. You don't know nothing about racing if all you can do is identify the person who broke the tape first. None of this is easy. This is the hardest league to be successful in in the world because everybody's basically dealing with the same set of cards. Everyone's got talent. Everyone's got a good player or two or three or four on their team. No team in this league is built quite like the 49ers. That's what makes them special. That's what keeps them relevant year in, year out. They're very well run. And it's Kyle who runs the show. He's not going anywhere. He is not going anywhere. What else we got here on the chat? Good morning to all of you. Again, hopefully you were around for 
49ers wake up the day after show with yours truly and Larry Kruger. It's getting to, to, great to be back over here on the Plus, giving love to all of you who started this little journey with me, who have been here through each and every step of it. I see you all. I know you all. You mean so much to me. What a cool little community we got built over here, a community that is growing and spreading all the time. Uh, the Plus uh, needs to be corrected at times. Damon, you're talking about samurai, not sumo. Thank you very much, La Pro. Professora, you're right about that. It's the samurai who commit the hari kari. I don't want to say Harry Carey like it's a former Cubs announcer, but it's 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 essentially like Harry Carey, but it's just it's pronounced better than Harry Carey. Hi everybody, I'm committing. I'm cutting my belly open. Hi everybody. All right. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Uh, what? There was a splash hit over the weekend. I, again, the, the, the Giants, um, the, 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 the Giants are hidden in plain sight right now. I'll catch them on a flip back tonight on Monday night football. Go ahead. Go, go make the end of your season. Interesting. San Francisco Giants. I freaking dare you. That'd be great. Why not? What else am I doing? Michelle saying one eight seven seven cars. Look at it this way. As much as that is the devil, it works. It. I mean, we we all know it. I mean, it's the modern two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Here's a really good question from uh, Mike One. Mike, would you rather have to listen to a Cars for Kids commercial for 48 straight hours or take one full-speed hit from Nick Bosa? Do I get to wear pads? Because if I also get pads and a helmet, I'll I'll take the full-speed hit from Nick Bosa before I... before I do that Cars for Kids. The Cars for Kids commercial... The Cars for Kids jingle will be the song that plays when they haul me off to my own rubber room in a straitjacket. Damon, so many member berries. Thank you very much. Sam Bradford, sorry. Did I say Sam Bradford? I meant Matthew Stafford. Sam Bradford sucks. There you go. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Again, El Stroco Loco. Every now and then I'm going to get a name wrong. Sam Bradford. <laughs> Matthew Stafford, Sam Bradford. You know what it is. You know what I mean. Again, I'm out of coffee. Oh, a lot of uh, a lot of fuck John Fisher going on. I appreciate that. I really do. So all I can tell you is that this was a really good season opener for your San Francisco 49ers. Games don't really come down more complete than that, especially when you're playing in the city of Pittsburgh. So that was that was an outstanding opening thought to a football season that has the highest of thoughts attached to it. You know, you want to be a Super Bowl winner? Go out and do something special. 49ers did something special on Sunday. Here we go. The Shaw saying, I'm heading to Ike's today for a 49er victory, Sando. I'm going to go for the Wagyu pastrami with the extra meat. Could be the best deal in the century. It really is. Uh, uh, it, it It's fantastic. It's delicious. You will be very, very happy. And then when you get to the weekend, you can health it up. You can eat your acai bowl then. But man, oh, man, that Ike's sandwich is delicious. You're going to love it. You're going to have a great lunch today. I know about that. Damon, no soundboard on amp. I know. Maximum. 
But what we lack in soundboard, we more than make up for in the music that we can play. And again, I got a couple of uh, couple of songs queued up that I think are going to fit this day very, very well. And if you're a 49er fan, you're going to be happy with what you got. Thank you to all of you. As I scroll here, just uh, just through, uh, hello, uh, uh, Bamboo Soldiers. Like, dude, Will Ferrell did a great Harry Carey. Hi, everybody. They think the moon is made out of cheese. Kim Schaefer, happy with what she saw yesterday. Kim is radio royalty. Bring it on, Bosa. Yeah, look, Bosa, he's in great shape. He's about to be in football shape. And once he is in football shape, look out, everybody. In the meantime, Drake Jackson. Woo, that was fantastic. Good to see that 49er defensive line just bully, bully the Pittsburgh Steelers. SNG carpet. <laughs> Paul from the Diamond Center. Yeah, this is some, some good old, some, some some good good old fashioned uh, love for old Bay Area jingles. You know what I used to really like during Giants games and commercials? Tap tap plastics. Tap. I like that jingle. That was a, that was a nice little jingle. Donovan saying, you know what I'm doing, Damon? I'm going to Uncle Boy's. Get yourself a delicious cheeseburger at Uncle Boy's. You know, Uncle Boy's is now the sponsor of the Michael Urban Memorial uh, Good for Ball, Bad for Ball segment that we're going to be doing each and every Friday. Yeah, we got love for Uncle Boy's, and you are right. You said it right here. Lumpia. Get it, Donovan. Get it. You'll be happy that you did. Mike Fuss. Hi, Damon. Hi, Mike. Good to have you. Who's got good lumpia? Our boys and uncle boys. UCC, Damon, Plus is almost up to 7.5 thousand. Yeah, no, it's 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 growing, man. We've had ourselves a really good weekend. We we've we've been watching this thing. Uh, grow and grow and grow since the day we started. Now football season is here. It's time to put this bad boy on steroids. So let's go. Let's go. Uncle Boys, shout out Big Herbs up in heaven. Indeed, Uncle Boys. Sell yourself a whole bunch of cheeseburgers. Go get your cheeseburgers. Go get your egg sandwiches. Pick up your black and whiskey. Go ahead and get your handicapping advice from Bottom Line Bets. And if you need a place to put that bet, go to mybookie.ag and use promo code Damon. Folks, that's how we do it. Couldn't do it without you. And we're going to continue to do it with you over on AMP. Follow Damon Bruce Plus over on AMP. Download the app. Hang out with us for a little bit longer as we play a few songs and hang out for a little bit. Um, let's see here. Baron Red says, any update on Plus Mania 2? Yes. I think we're going to do it at Victory Hall again, and I think we're doing it during the bye week. So you circle that by week and we will get you more details the closer we get to it. In the meantime, thanks to everyone for being here today. I saw that uh, Chef A just slipped in here at the very end. Uh, Damon, the ganja jar, get it going. Uh, hey, it's up to you guys to stuff the ganja jar. I can only take things out. You are the ones who need to put things in. Didn't happen today, but that's cool. Take care of my sponsors. That's how you take care of me. Damon, where is Victory Hall? I got to be your Google Maps, too? You don't know how to use the Internet? You're on it right now watching me on YouTube. Victory Hall's on Rich Street. It's the old 330 Rich. Uh, Victory Hall's a great, great location. Uh, so we will uh, we'll be hanging out. When is the bye week? November 5th. Indeed. Indeed, Otis Bird. You got that right. Jeez, look, we still got all these folks. 
all these folks still in the room, I hate to say goodbye to you, but again, I've been on the air since 8.30 this morning doing 49ers Wake Up with Larry Kruger. It was an outstanding show. This was a great show, too. I knew we were going to go an hour over here. How can you not when the 49ers come out and play like that? A gangbuster week one performance, and most importantly, nobody hurt. Nobody it's going to be a good football season. That continues to be a theme throughout the year for the 49ers. Health has been a major missing ingredient. How about a healthy year for the 49ers? Wouldn't that be a really, really cool way to go about this day, this season? My goodness. My goodness. Uh, look at it this way. Aunt Will, working his good graces, I don't go to Google and for information. I come to the Plus. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks to all of you. Uh, I believe Dave Lombardi might be joining us tomorrow, so you better factor that into your sip of the day equations as we get back tomorrow. Again, I will show up at this show with coffee tomorrow. There's going to be 49er wake-up highlights offered throughout the entire week. I want to thank all of you for being here, helping me grow this thing. It means a lot. We could not do it without you. I would not want to do it without you. And here's the deal. The best sports talk radio is no longer on the radio in San Francisco. It's wherever Damon Bruce and Larry Kruger are, and that's on YouTube. So it's great that you're here as well to join us. Thank you for joining us. And please do remember, as we invite you all over to AMP, even though we didn't do a Club Plus today, I want to let you know that you're all invited to join me over on AMP right now. Sign, Download the AMP app, whether you got an iPhone or an Android. Follow Damon Bruce. And we're going to be playing a little victory party music for you over here on AMP in just a moment. But please do remember in the meantime that sports don't build character, they reveal it. And like that, he's gone.